What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. I'm your host, Josh. Here with my co-host. KG in the house. And uh, today, I'm just already super fired up as usual, so I'm going to jump right into the quote and waste none of your time. Even though Mailbox Monday is more just about sitting back and relaxing, sometimes we might waste a little bit of time, but either way, the goal is to add a lot of value and content. So my question... Wouldn't you argue that anytime we say we're not going to waste time, people get mad at us for wasting time? Yeah, like on YouTube. <laughs> but even just there, by explaining how you weren't wasting time. Yeah, was I like wasted time. 15 se- but on YouTube, it's funny because we always say we're going to waste no time, jump right into it. But then we'll say something else after and people are like, come on. <laughs> come on, really? You just wasted 15 seconds of my time. It's, it's a tough life. Yeah. I mean, you got to condense things. People are on you. It's crazy. Like if, you know, you spend 10 seconds talking about anything that isn't the meat and potatoes, it's a... Uh, pretty funny but just know we have the best intentions <laughs> yeah like uh, content creation is tough because you, you can never win with everything oh, yeah, and everyone but um my quote for the week is success is never owned it is rented and the rent is due every day by jj watt now this quote absolutely fires me up and i think it's a good time of year to bring this up um, josh introduced this to me quite a few years ago and ever since i've always had it on the back of my mind i have a photo of this that looks super cool where this guy has like a tattoo of that kind of on his hand and i was just thinking imagine like just walking and meeting people with the tattoo right on like your uh on your fist and like that's the first thing they see and they're just like wow like this guy this guy means business but to me uh, the reason i really like this is because um, when it comes to your fitness journey, you know, your relationship, your business, kids, like whatever it is, uh, your job that you're trying to excel at, um, it's not every single month that your rent is due, like most people's uh, who, who's renting at a house or a, a condo or whatever. Um, it's not every blue moon, you know, it, it's not any of that stuff. It's every single day you have to pay your dues. And when it comes to even reaching your fitness goals, I've always talked about the power of consistency. And it's every single day you have to make those consistent deposits, um, or I guess in this case, uh, paying your rent you know, within the workouts, within the healthy meals, within the sleep tracking, all those good things and good, good habits to reach your goals. Uh, It's rent is due every day, not every week, every month, every year, every single day, put in the work. Jeez. All right. For my quote, I have a quote from, I'm going to butcher it, Avajit Das. And his, his quote was that the quality of our life is directly proportional to the quality of our thoughts. I thought this was amazing because, um, you know, I was looking an article recently and how like uh, bigorexia is at an all-time high so a lot of guys you know and same with girls you know people that look amazing if you consider any axia right you know it's where you think something different than is reality a lot of the time right like if you're anorexic you think you still need to lose weight even though you are very trim um and i think you know your mind can be your own prison or it can be your own success mechanism and like you could live a perfect life you could have everything but if mentally you don't feel you do um you know you're not really going to reap the rewards of that and at the same time too like um there was a photo we posted on instagram way way back and it was someone driving their like honda civic or something and like they had like a they taped on a like a bmw logo on the wheel and then they had like just a whatever coffee, starbucks they, coffee yeah they taped a starbucks logo on the cup yeah and it's like as silly as it is like in your mind you know if you can just take your own situation you know you might be out of shape right now but you can visualize that hey i'm working towards my goals i'm gonna get there i'm proud of myself you know as opposed to someone who's like oh you know i'm overweight i'm fat i'm weak i'm ugly i'm this and that you know like it can just really drown you into this own you know this 
self-pity mechanism where you just feel horrible and you lack that confidence and that's why you know we have talked a lot about visualization and mastering your mental space so i just thought this is a really cool quote because once again i'll read it the quality of our life is directly proportional to the quality of our thoughts so by having positive thoughts you know successful thoughts it really makes a huge difference and that's something i really kind of beat uh this year and i've something i really want people to continue to think about I love that. I think the importance of having someone overlooking even your fitness journey, uh, and this goes right into what Josh was saying about the quality of your thoughts, is I've had quite a few clients who have been down on themselves in the past and just said, oh, you know, horrible week, you know, ate out this meal, this happened. And then when I take a look at the whole scope of things and, and all the amazing wins that they've checked off, um, I'll shift their mindset and get them to start thinking of the positive thoughts such as just maybe five different things that they did better than the week before or just five different things they've improved in terms of maybe measurements in terms of thought process behind food just shifting the quality of the thoughts and then they start saying wow I never realized that uh, just because I don't have a six-pack yet that I'm making all these small changes and it completely shifts the way they think of their fitness journey um, and just the way that their mindset uh, is is shifted for the next day and the rest of their journey so it's something um, for a lot of you to think about is instead of always thinking of those down uh, moments where maybe you went over your calories a bit or skipped a workout it's like what about the other good things that you're doing well that are gonna push you to continue and succeed on your fitness journey awesome all right we're gonna go right into client shout outs I'm just gonna go ahead and shout out my client Trish. She came to me and said she felt really weak. Um, she was overweight. She said like, you know, as a bigger person, I have no strength, you know, I'm not confident there and just felt flubby and insecure. And over the last three months, we've actually been able to lose 18 pounds, which is amazing. And she's actually achieved a 225 deadlift, which is crazy at the body weight of 162. Um, so that's very impressive in such, um, you know, a short time span. We were very aggressive at the programming and she's like, you know, I'm all in. I want something where I'm really going to see results quick. I'm 100% committed. And, you know, some people it's about teasing them into it slowly, you know, just doing a little bit, you know, what they can achieve. And some people are like, hey. If I'm in, I'm all in, and Trish is one of them, and she's just absolutely been crushing it, so shout out to you. I love it, man. It, it's seriously amazing just hearing those stories, and uh, Josh and I, every single week, we're going over, like, every Monday, every Wednesday, and every Thursday, we go over just clients, make sure that they're doing everything to the best of their ability. Uh, we sit down, and, like, that's our business meetings, just going over that stuff, and it's awesome to hear his stories, and then I share the stories with myself, and... Um, for my client shout out, his name is Steven. Uh, and the reason I'm shouting him out is because uh, he's been with me for three months now as well. He signed up for one of the deals that we had a while back for the coaching. And um, basically his first message, I have it here, but I'll just kind of paraphrase this. He said that he didn't trust the online coaching community. Um, he's been listening to our podcast for a while. He sees a lot of things where coaches just send out random programs. They're not like, he's like, I don't believe that it can actually help me out. And basically, um, I sent him back a message and gave him like a money back guarantee because I believe so firmly in my service. And then he ended up continuing and seeing great results. And I think it's just amazing when someone doesn't really believe that coaching can um, fully impact them. He wasn't being like rude or anything. He was just saying, you're not here in front of me. You're not here to push me. How can you actually help me? So that's why I sent him a video saying, hey, here's how the tracking works. Here's how the workouts work. Here's how the accountability works. And he's been able to do 12 pounds uh, loss while improving his body composition greatly, fixing all his sleep patterns, his water drinking patterns, his eating patterns, his workouts. Um, so just shout out to you, Steven, man. Amazing job. And I'm looking forward to what's to come. Jeez. 
Um, okay, we're going to get right into it because we have actually a ton of questions, which is nice. So thank you to everyone being so diligent on our Instagram sending us questions. Once again, if you want to submit a question, you can do it on our website. If you go to ColossusFitness.com and click the podcast tab, uh, you can learn more about us and how to submit a question. Or you can go to Instagram at ColossusFit and just shoot us a DM there. Uh, so the first question we thought this was super relevant is, hey, I'm looking to set a New Year's resolution, but I don't know what a good resolution is. And I've noticed both of you seem very against resolutions. Why is that? So I thought it's a good question, you know, and it's not that I'm not against resolutions. I'm just against, you know, resolutions tomorrow. Like so many people are, oh, tomorrow or this date. And the reality is tomorrow never comes. Like if you think of all the things you probably told yourself you're going to do, like, oh, I'm going to do this higher education. I'm going to start this new workout regimen. I'm going to compete. I'm going to do like, you know, ask for a raise from my boss, all these types of things, you know, all tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And the reality is it really does never come. And that's why I don't like, you know, setting up such a hierarchy on this one date. And, you know, science has shown that people that wait to set it on this date do tend to fail. You know, it's easy when everyone else is supporting you. But, you know, when you fall out of love with that resolution, you just got to be in there hustling, you know, a month after. That's where a lot of people fall short. So that's more or less, you know, where we kind of why we're more against it. Like if you have a, in your mind what your resolution is, start today. Like start the second you listen to this, take action on it today, a baby step, get your feet kind of wet. And then before you know it, you'll be doing a lot better. And that's why we offered that coaching push um, that we had going on before with that special rate for a lot of people to take advantage of the resolutions and shout out to everyone who got a jump on that. Um, so it's not that we are against them. Um, you know, at the end of the day, anyone who wants to better themselves and as we get closer, I mean, eventually today will be New Year's. So that's something for everyone to consider. Uh, and more than anything, I just really just like vague goals. So if you say, hey, you know, my goal is to look, uh, look sexy. It's like, okay, well, what is that? Like, once again, it's not tangible, right? And this goes back to, you know, we had an episode on setting smart fitness goals. Um, so I'm going to go through what smart goal setting is. And we do this in business. It's important you do it in fitness as well. So SMART is an acronym. SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. So sexy is not specific. Instead, to me, being sexy would be me, you know, fitting into my, my I don't know, my favorite t-shirt that I wore six years ago when I thought I looked like a boss. You know, I filled out the sleeves, it's tight on the chest, and I'm like, aha. And I've always had that t-shirt, but I can't even fit in it right now. So there's a specific goal to me feeling sexy, right? Measurable. Can I measure my success towards that? Yes. Can I fit in the shirt? Is it obtainable? Absolutely. It's not me saying, hey, like for me, if I said I want to lose 200 pounds, I would die as someone who's 210 pounds. And you'd be amazed the goals people set or they'll say, I want to lose 100 pounds. Okay, like, hey, why, when? By next year, by next, like, you know what I mean? Then there's relevant. Is it something you need to work on, right? And then there's time-based. There's actually coming with that time. So even more so than me saying, hey, I want to be sexy and fit in that shirt by, you know, just in general, say I'm going to fit into that, my favorite t-shirt within six months. Then boom, you know, you have that tangible goal and we've completely restructured that to be more successful. So that's kind of smart goals. And do you have some examples of smart goals that people can yeah, set? Yeah, like uh, I, I like, uh, lately I've been talking to every single one of my clients about this like very deeply because uh, I think it's so important or else you're going to fall off track realistically if, if you don't have that specific smart, um, I guess you could say uh goal that you're working towards like what's the point you're going to be in there why am I even going um so a couple of ones that I have right in front of me um one of my clients Paul uh he said he wants to fit into size 34 pants easily by summer wants to fit into medium-sized t-shirts um one of my clients Yong gave me his exact 
numbers that we were programming for powerlifting. These are the exact numbers he wanted to hit. Um, you know, uh, two, it was around 255 deadlift, 225 squat, um, and then uh, the bench I have somewhere here. I just don't have it in front of me. I just remember off the top of my head. But these are specific. These are smart. My personal one is the one I'm going to share with you as well because um, it's what the date is November or sorry, December 23rd. Um, for the past couple of weeks, I've been working towards this goal and I didn't wait till January to start and I don't recommend anyone doing this as well, but in my spreadsheet here, which we use for tracking our calories, our nutrition, all that stuff, and then the one that we use for clients, my personal goal right now, and it feels so good to have a goal that you're working towards that's so specific, tangible, uh, quantitative, mine is to get jacked and strong by gaining one pound per week for 16 weeks to beat Liam at the start of March. My goal is to squat 455, bench 275, deadlift 500 for a 1,230 total. And this is pretty much as specific as you can get. Like I, I don't know how much more specific I could get. And I know for a fact that I am going to reach this because this is constantly something I see every time I log into my spreadsheet. The numbers are right there. Every time I do my programming, every time I do a lift, all that's being thought about is these exact numbers. Um, and then it also relates to not only strength gain, but also muscle gain as well. Um, and it's just very uh, measurable as well. So that's what I've been working towards. And I think someone should have a goal similar to this as well uh, to push you in the gym. Exactly. So re reshape them, think of them in that way. And then even for me, something I always personally do is I set monthly goals every single month, uh, tangible monthly goals that I know I can achieve. Because to me, a year ago, I have no idea what my goal was or where I was at. Like a year is just such a, you know, especially in how fast paced the world is right now. It's very, very hard to, you know, look that far ahead. But to me, a month, like four weeks is a lot of time, but it's also not a lot of time. So, you know, you can actually set a goal, see if you can hit it. And you, what you can do is set bite-sized goals to hit you that big goal. Like if our goal is 100K subs, it can be like, hey, we need to gain this many subs a month. So there's a goal. And then maybe something to fuel that goal is that we're going to upload eight videos a month. You know, we're going to double down on that, put out more content, and then that's how we're going to actually be successful. Um, so that's just kind of a way to rephrase everything and rethink of it. And we kind of just want to go over that because it's not that we hate them. We just hate you know, the principle of putting it off because I'm sure if you look back to last year, you probably set something and then I have a good feeling if, um, you know, if our listeners follow science that not many people achieved it, but we also know we have some super high achievers listening to this podcast, which is awesome. Yeah. So if you're listening yeah. to it, you're a beast already. I'm sure you're already working towards your goals and crushing it. Yeah, and I challenge every single one of you. Like I said, the date right now is still before New Year's. If there is something on the top of your head that you want to accomplish, um, whether it you, maybe you don't even go to the gym right now, I challenge you to walk into the gym, even on the 23rd or the 24th or the 27th just before, because if you do put it off and wait till that day, I mean, there's so many studies that show that, I mean, within a month or two that you probably won't still be doing it. So uh, that's just my challenge for you. And that's why I like gym memberships and what, what they all do is they try to get you to sign up for a year, knowing that, you know, uh, this time next year, you won't be there still. So it's not that I don't want to see you guys succeed. I highly do. And that's why I'm recommending that you start as soon as possible and don't wait until the uh, very first Geez. All right. Next question we have. Um, do you guys have an off season? If so, what do you do to stay active and have fun? So once again, I like to me, this question, I just think it's the mindset of that. You work hard, then you rest, you work hard, you rest, you know, like at the end of the day, I think you should work to a capacity that is maintainable and something you can upkeep. It's like saying, Oh, you know, I've been, I've done well. I slept the last seven days. I'm not going to sleep for three days. Like it's just not realistic like fitness is something that does need to be part of your life saying so there are times you know where we're more hungry like 
you know, usually in the winter when physique isn't as much of a primary goal and we don't care to be as shredded, we'll put on a little bit of mass, a little bit of size and really focus on strength training and double down on that department. Then come summer, you know, we'll go away from that a little bit, do some more pumpy bodybuilding training, shred down just a little bit. Um, but to me, it's just that framework of, you know, I like to stay active. I like to be healthy. You know, it's something that I feel like I'm lucky to be able to do and enjoy. Um, but I'm also not unrealistic where it's overbearing or it's too hard for me. Like it's working out is something I enjoy each day. I like tracking. Like to me, it's like it's mental freedom because I'm not constantly thinking I need to eat. Like I can just look at my numbers and be like, okay, I've hit my criteria. My weight's consistent. Everything's good. Like if I'm hungry, I'm just bored. You know, whatever. I'll have some amino acids. Call it a day. Like to me, it actually simplifies my life. So that's how I kind of have fun with it. Uh, I don't know. That's my mentality. Yeah, there's uh, there's no off season, baby. We're always grinding. But uh, no, in reality, like the, the way I just phrase it is similar to Josh. It's just like there's like kind of the little bit of a more freedom, more calories, a little bit of a bulk, which I'm doing now. And then once like I, the way I always look at it is kind of like once March uh, or April hits, that's where it turns into a little bit less food, less freedom, um, just, you know, more of a shred just because summer's coming up. And I kind of had a fun question from one of my clients yesterday um, because uh, I don't assign someone goals, but I give suggestions based off of what I think is best based off of the feedback they've been giving and the messages that they send and the stuff that they say. And he asked me, why do you suggest that I bulk? Like, I'm just curious as to why, because I thought I should be cutting right now. Um, and I said, honestly, dude, like, uh, when it comes down to it, like we're in Canada right now, it's freezing cold. Um, you know, it's Christmas time. Um, and pretty much like at the end of the day, even for myself, like the amount of times you're going to be taking your shirt off is very minimal. Like you're not going to really care too much if you have a completely shredded core. Um, it's not summertime. And I do believe that everyone should spend a little bit of time in some type of a surplus to allow yourself to gain a little bit more muscle. And I was telling him, um, cause this specific client needs to do a little bit more of building, kind of building the foundation in terms of putting on a bit more muscle, building the frame. So once the actual shredding season comes up, you already have that, uh, fully established and you're shredding down a physique that has a little bit more muscle, um, full, fill, filled out more, a lot more strength. And um, that's kind of the way I look at it is just like the kind of seasons in terms of like off season as in bulking and then the cutting for summer. So that's just uh, what I think. Yeah. And like, once again, going back to this question, the most like the group you'll see typically doing this, people that compete in physique competitions because it's so rigid and so strict and so hard you know, physically and mentally on your body to compete for a show that a lot of them will go to two extremes. They'll die down super hard, look super shredded, you know, they could take their shirt off and be ready for a photo shoot then and there. But then on the off side, because they're so disciplined and so overwhelmed, they, um, they really double down on the weekend. And it's funny because Kyle was making a joke. He was saying like, he was, uh, he had an interaction with a lawyer, just, he was fighting like a rolling a soft sign, really small, whatever. But, um, he was saying, man, like those people are a little bit crazy. Like they must really like go hard on the weekend and like even you know being around that kind of community it is something i've kind of heard and known same with like investment bankers right like even you look at wolf of wall street those people that are so high strung up and so overwhelmed and overbared usually like go super hard with drugs and other and once again it's an umbrella statement extremes but that's why to me and like kyle a big part of what we do with our business is making the fitness fit someone's lifestyle if you're a mother of six you sign up for coaching. I'm not going to make you go to the gym six days a week for two hours and this and that, you know, like we're going to break it down and make it to where it's obtainable and doable for you. We're not to where it's unrealistic that you feel you need to go to extremes like this physique person. Cause usually what they'll do in the off season is they'll blow up. They'll be like, yeah, I competed. Now I've gained 60 pounds in the off season. It's just like, 
cyclical mess where you're up, down, up, down, and you never feel good because you're all, always over overwhelmed or you're just completely chilling. Like, that's why for me, you know, like, just try and have fun with it. Yeah, that's it. You're always having fun. They said, uh, what do you do to stay active and fun? I just do what I need to do and stay consistent and really nothing actually changes. It's just a matter of maybe a little more food, a little less, um, a little more powerlifting, a little less. And I do believe that uh, at all points of the year, you need to kind of go in those little uh, up and down. Um, you know, I, I took a little bit of a break from powerlifting. I felt amazing and now I'm ready to crush it. Sometimes I'll take a break from dieting and you feel amazing and then ready to crush it. And I think it's great to have those like, you don't have to do those like big massive bulks and then huge cuts but just kind of a little bit above surplus a little bit below and uh, you'll be at a good point I I find for the rest of your life if you kind of follow that principle that's it you get bored of strength training you know mixing some endurance training you get sick of your meal prep switch up to different meal prep you're still sick of meal prep and you're tired of making food go get a burrito buy some food out like keep it exciting keep it interesting and really it's just so much easier yeah buddy next question what is your condition after hernia surgery are you comfortable doing workouts or is there some pain so i get a million dms because i made a video if you don't know i had a hernia surgery maybe like seven or eight months ago can't remember when it was um so hernia is basically what they are you have a rip in your you know your inguinal cavity um so essentially as a guy like when you become you know when you're growing up you're testicles drop and you have this cavity and it rips your abdomen there and not everyone's heals perfectly so it's very common for men to have this little tear and after a while your intestines push through this tear um, and then the common things to this are being tall being caucasian um, lifting a lot of weight so literally and then also it being hereditary so my dad's had two between my other two uncles they've had like three i think so it's been very evident in my family it's something i always knew i'd have and it's actually very common i think the stats were saying that it's either one in three or one in four men will actually have a hernia surgery which is bonkers you know and like it was a big thing but it was pretty crazy so i found there wasn't too much content on it so i made a youtube video on my experience and how it really isn't the end of the world and you'll come back from it and i said you can dm me if you have questions and like obviously it's scary and so many people have questions so so many people are like are you able to work out is it the same and like um like the honest truth is that I still feel it a lot. Like it's still evident it's in there, like that it's just not fully me, but it hasn't inhibited me from doing anything. Like some things it just won't like, like any weird rotary motions. Like when I have my arms to the side and I kick over my legs for that back stretch, like I'm not a fan of that, but more than anything, it just reminds me that I need to be diligent and strengthening around that mesh and really, you know, developing my lower abs to just kind of heal over it. And uh, I was pretty much made aware that it's very hard to blow it after six months. So I pretty much resumed training as normal. And, you know, I've just tried to have a good attitude towards it. And um, even when myself and Kyle were at the seminar, the, the speaker was saying that, you know, at the end of the day, humans are made to break and it, we, we fix ourselves, we come back, like everyone's going to have a different injury, a different this, a different that, a setback, a sickness, like just don't look at it like it's the end of the world. You know, even if tomorrow, you know, my arm fell off, I could still find a way to live my life and work around it. And like, it's better just not to have this all or nothing attitude where if anything happens, you just drop everything and lay off the gas. It's just important to transition back into it. I love it, buddy. Quick, quick little tidbit. Okay. Tips for managing the holiday parties. Everyone will be attending Kyle. Oh man. I mean, uh, for me personally, like I'm, I'm in a quite a big surplus, um, trying to put on some, some weight myself. So I'll be, I'll be enjoying myself a little bit. Um, I do believe though, that even though I'm on a surplus, that the worst thing I could do is just go have like all the sugary 
crap. And like, next thing you know, I check my fitness pal and I've had 400 grams of sugar. And, you know, for myself to say, oh, well, I'm in a surplus and I'm trying to beat Liam and I'm trying to do all this. I think that's just ignorant. Um, I think it's good to enjoy yourself uh, here and there. But what I will be, what I will be doing is focusing on still making sure that even at these holiday parties, I'm getting an adequate amount of protein. I'm starting with some veggies to keep myself like nice and healthy. I think that this is a great tool for every single person to use. Um, Making sure that like, it's not just full dessert because you know, at the end of the day, when you go to these things, like a lot of them will have like so many brownies, cookies, all this stuff and still filling myself with, with, self up with macro nutrient and micronutrient dense foods. Um, I guess macronutrient in terms of like higher protein and like less fat, less carbs type stuff. But, um, I would say just like kind of have fun with it. Uh, don't look at it as when you do have that holiday party at work that like the next day is like the day that you continue and turn it into like an endless cycle of just like cheating and going over your calories, have fun with it, but also be aware of what's being consumed. Um, and then also like we've talked about protein fasting a lot and just knowing that, especially if you're like already working towards your goals, which I highly recommend and you're trying to cut down, do a little bit of a, a protein fast just knowing that when you go to this holiday party there's probably gonna be like Can you just very explain what that is? i know very, someone's gonna be listening yeah like, very little that? there's gonna be very little protein right so we've talked about this before but um spend the morning thinking about like how you can get like extra protein in whether it's like a shake in the morning whether it's egg whites at lunch you know a little bit more chicken with maybe a salad or something and then leave yourself with you know a thousand to fifteen hundred calories if you have the means to do this obviously um as long as it's not that's not more than the calories you're you're going to be consuming um just knowing that hey i'm going to have fun tonight and you know uh not even maybe track what's being consumed there but leaving yourself that amount so that way you stay on track and, and feel good but just have fun with it know that it's not the end of the world if you slightly go over and enjoy some foods and uh, just know that, you know, every day is a new opportunity to get back on track or not even get back on track, but just to continue to continue to crush it. And um, if you haven't already heard it, this would apply to this as well. Go listen to my episode on about Thanksgiving. Um, This was uh, episode 130 that will apply to this. And I think it's important to learn, you know, to say, hey, like, is this a day I want to stay with them? My goal is just they want to have some fun within reason. And once again, too many people are all or nothing. It's either I'm perfect or I'm going to go haywire and just go over the top. And like, I think if you even have to ask this question, you're looking at everything way wrong. And this is something I struggled with for so long. But, you know, I've just kind of reworked to think more so honestly as food is fuel. And like, here's the thing as tasty as like, as Kyle said, eating brownies is. If I eat 10 brownies, I'm going to feel like absolute trash all night. You know, I'm going to feel super weird. My face is going to be jacked up. I'm going to have all this sugar in me. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just going to feel super odd. Like, it's honestly isn't even fun at that point. Whereas eating like three brownies is like, ooh, this is still pretty fun. It's a little bit much, but I'm not going to feel like garbage after, right? Yeah. So it's it's really learning about like limits. And even before, like when I first was eating a lot, I'd always be like, oh, I want to eat a pizza, pizza, pizza. Now I have like literally no desire to eat a whole pizza because I know I'm going to feel like so lethargic all night. My stomach's going to be dying from dying, trying to digest all that food. The next day, I'm not going to be as motivated in my training session. I'm going to feel demotivated from my goals, and it's just going to be this spiral of a thing. So even for me, like, if I want to go to a Christmas party and I'm, like, not competing for anything and, like, enjoying myself, like Kyle said, I'll do my breast practices, have the protein, whatever, still stay on track, and then just eat a reasonable amount of food. And you're really not going to do that much damage as long as you're within reason. It's just when people go crazy, like... You just have to maintain best practices. It's like the same with finance, right? Like just because you're, you know, you're a staunch saver all year and then one day you go somewhere fun and it's not like you're going to go blow $200,000 because like 
the consequence of that would be so high. So if you just re rework it and don't make it some big, like terrifying monster, it really is like not as bad as yeah. people make it out to be. So there you have it. Thank you so much for chilling. Uh, we've been getting a few more reviews, but still not a ton relative to how many of you are listening. So I'm talking to you. Yes, you. If you can go to Apple iTunes and leave a review, it means so much too. I know a lot of people just click the five stars, but don't actually write anything. Even if you can write like, I love this podcast, like that's that's the best because other people are going to be like, okay, this is actually a good podcast. They're not like talking about some crazy hoo-ha, this or that. Um, but thanks again for chilling as usual. We will see you in the next one. Peace out.